What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, sports talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Big win for the Sixers. Before we talk about it, if you're new to the channel, make sure you smash the subscribe button. Hit the thumbs up button as well. I greatly appreciate the support. We talk about the Sixers, Flyers, Eagles, Phillies every single damn day here. It's a great time. Emotional time. Great time. Make sure you join the club. It's really fun. On Twitter, at Broads81. That's my personal Twitter account. You can follow me there. And lastly, if you're looking to buy tickets to the NBA games, NHL games, you can utilize the promo code Broads at SeatGeek's checkout page for $20 off. It's basically eliminating fees. It's a no-brainer. Do that today. With that being said, enjoy the show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome on into Sports Talk with Broach. This team just continues to play such a great brand of basketball together. Now, it was not perfect. The fourth quarter wasn't the most beautiful thing in the world, but when they needed a major play and a massive impact play, Seth Curry with poise and just enough time waited for separation to get up that mid-range jumper to go up four. And oh, by the way, Joel Embiid blocked the shit out of DeMar DeRozan late which was wow, and I can't believe we had to witness Doc Rivers, who deserves praise for the team playing the way that they are without Ben Simmons and through all of the drama. But the fact that he had to look back with six seconds left or so to ask if they should challenge the play or not, at what point do you realize, and I know I'm being a little harsh on Doc, but there has been questionable decisions in not challenging the play so far this year and also in years past with him, so I'm bringing it up to you because what are you waiting for? What are you holding on for? What's going to happen in six seconds for you to have another chance to challenge a play to hold on to this bad boy? And it's life or death out there at that point with that challenge. You have to utilize it. And by the way, how did the refs get that wrong? Because it was all ball. It wasn't even close. That was huge from the big man, Joel. So it's not easy and it's not going to be pretty to play down Tobias Harris, Danny Green, and Ben Simmons. That is a significant amount of money that's not active for you. And unfortunately, we're hearing with Tobias Harris that it's actually causing him, he's having a lot of effects from it. So hopefully, you know, he comes back eventually and is uh, can get through this type of situation because apparently he's actually feeling a lot of the symptoms from it and he's not doing okay right now. So I hope the best for him for his health and then eventually he can come back to play. But it might be 
a, a decent amount of time, and it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be moments where you want it to look sharper and you want it to look smoother, but the fact that this team is fighting the way that they are, they're playing the way that they are, where we can dive through just like we did last game, which we were very proud about. You can look at everybody and say, you had a crucial moment in this one. Joel Embiid had a crucial moment. Now, I would say I would like more from him in the shooting department. He doesn't look fully right. Let's look around the league, though. James Harden, uh, the uh, Trey Young, Damian Lillard. Are all of these players playing their best version of themselves right now? No. You know, it's the start of the season. Guys are getting back into rhythm. Guys are feeling more comfortable. I just think long-term, we need more out of Joel Embiid in that area. He did have seven assists. He was close to a triple-double. He had nine boards, seven assists. He had four turnovers to go with those seven assists, and teams are going to force him to get the ball out of his hands. They're going to force him to look around the court to force him to pass the basketball and bet on those odds that mistakes will come, put pressure on him, make him feel as uncomfortable as they possibly can, and then rely on whatever else happens, whether it's Seth Curry, Niang. Niang, dude, are you serious with minivan out there knocking down four three-pointers tonight? Had 18 points, getting to the rack, getting fouled, doing it in any way possible. And it's been a run. When you think of the last two games, you can point at the Niang run, the Niang spot in the game. Aha, Niang! And credit to Doc Rivers playing his hand the way that he did with Niang and that second unit. There were many different options you could have went with. Instead of Matisse Thibault in the starting rotation, could you have slotted Niang in the starting rotation? I had no problems with what they went with, but when it works the way that it does, let's just say, hey, there were buttons pushed that were properly done. A lot of people are very down on Doc Rivers, dating back to last season. This is tough, what they're going through. And the latest on Ben Simmons, yeah, it's a joke. And I find it funny that the other day I mentioned Anthony Gargano of 97.5 Midday Shows, and he brought up, nod, nod, wink, wink, I'm here in West Coast. Then I heard from somebody else who's extremely connected with the 76ers and involved, say, yeah, they're trying to make that push to see what's next with Ben. That same day I mentioned what Gargano mentioned, and then I heard the other piece. I did not have an opportunity yet to share that information, but I bring up I bring that up to you because it's not ironic that we're hearing Ben isn't happy and he's not relaying as much information as he could because the Sixers are trying to say, hey, Ben, where are you? Oh, I'm not telling you all the information. He's playing the game. He's trying to earn the paycheck. That what That's what it was all about when he returned here. It was never I actually care to get back on the court and put that 76ers uniform on. And you know what? I don't even give a damn because this team is coming together because of that. Maxi, how many tough buckets at the rim? I'm like, damn, okay, Maxi, Attacking the rim with a lot of intensity and doing it in unique ways as well. Not just his traditional beautiful soaring in the air. Bang, getting by, quickness, speed. Let's get to Furkan Korkmaz. You know what? I did some self-assessing on Furky. I'm just going to be 100% honest. I never pegged Furkan to be where he is today. I never in a billion years would have imagined him being at this level. 
on both sides of the floor. And I'm not even big on him defensively, obviously. I think that's pretty damn clear why. But I never would have imagined even for one quarter or so if he's matched up on DeMar DeRozan one-on-one that he could record a block or he could stop him. Now, in the beginning, beginning, major dunk hard on Furcon, and then they continue to attack. My point is this, though. With Ben, I'm here disgusted because all I ask for an athlete is to maximize their potential, maximize their skill set, and give me everything you have. Furcon is doing that, and he's progressing each season, and he's night and day where he once was three years ago to the point where the Sixers, remember, he was upset with the Sixers, and things got a little ugly there between the two. We're going, Who are you, Furcon? With the money and the contract, who do you think you are? Well, he put his head down. He worked insanely hard every single offseason. I'm not the biggest fan in the world. I'm just saying, if I'm going to absurdly criticize, rightfully so, Ben, for just not being a professional athlete and leaving everything out there to grow and adapt and to add every single year, then I got to at least acknowledge that Furcon has done everything in his power to be the best brand, if not even better than anyone would have ever imagined. He's doing that. He's doing exactly what I'm asking Ben Simmons to do. His ceiling is just way, way, way lower than Ben's. Just saying, I'm proud of him. We're reaching a new moment here. This is big. If you've been listening to me here on Sports Talk with Broach for quite some years, I would get at him. Rightfully so, though, in the beginning of his year. and In the beginning of his career, I should say. And coming from me, you know... I am fully aware of the growing process, the it takes a few years, and it's difficult, it's not easy, in all of sports, not just basketball. So that never really leaves my mind, because I'm logical from that perspective. I never thought he'd be able to do it. Very impressed, he's doing it consistently, and he earned himself a nice role. My concerns are with a lot of people with defense in playoffs. Seth Curry was an issue defensively in the playoffs, and look how spectacular he is on the offensive side of the ball. That's why I always get nervous for a Furcon, because if Seth is getting exposed to the point where we're screaming, you can't keep him out there, he's consistently getting shredded, what does that say for someone who's not as lethal of a weapon as Seth Curry offensively and has defensive problems as well? That's why I always think the way that I think, but I digress. The moral of the story is, look at me. Look at me, what is going on here? This is outrageous that those words are flying out of my mouth. Matisse Thibel, three steals and two blocks in 38 minutes of play. Knocked down a couple threes, which is very important for him on an individual level. Here's where I will nitpick a bit and start being more aggressive on him. If you're playing 38 minutes of basketball and you only shoot the ball four times, Uh, uh, I just feel like naturally being out there and with the spacing on the floor, you could find yourself getting up more shots. And that goes back to the confidence thing. He he needs to get more confidence somehow. Maybe it starts with at least shooting a decent percentage like tonight where you had your two three-pointers. You knocked down three or four shots total. Still, though, 
I think we're all on the same page here where we recognize that if we're looking at a longer-term goal, and, and I'm not telling you that this season's all about winning championships because based off of the hands that you were dealt early on with Ben Simmons, I think that's unfair to have those level of expectations unless there is a trade that is in the works and Daryl Morey pulls the trigger on bringing back a, quote, difference maker, and then you can make that push and we can change our mindset on where the team is. With that said, I'm talking more of the who is Matisse Thibel? Who is Tyrese? We're growing. It's the analyzing just to enjoy the journey, embrace the journey of young players that we know are talented, and it just takes time for them to really get to the level where we need them to be. So from an individual longer-term Matisse Thibel study, we're all aware of what has to happen. But to a degree, I'm also in the, I'm upset because I feel we've always talked about Ben in the, what needs to happen mode. And it's two different people. So I don't want to do that to Matisse. Early stages here, though, I think it's fair to say it's been in the same ballpark as it has been. Let's speed it up a bit. Their defense was amazing. They had some of their best defensive possessions in this game that forced a turnover, a pass to nobody in the corner, or just putting the clamps down. And Joel Embiid, as much as I'm going to knock him at times for his offensive game, his face-up game, getting comfortable, just shooting the basketball in general facing up, I, I don't think he's clicked in and locked in on all cylinders like we have seen him when he is. When he is, it's, oh my, oh my, I gotta watch this tonight, all 48 minutes of the most electric big man in the damn sport right now. Defensively, he's the motor here. Him putting the effort out there that he does, knowing that Joel's your rim protector and he's behind you, there's this big energy rush that happens throughout everybody. He's the leader of the team. He's the motor. He starts the motor. Without Joel bringing that type of heat on that side, sure, Matisse will because that's his identity, but there's something to be said about the way that whatever Joel does, there's this, this uh, it just it's just straight up energy. That you pick up on that. You play a two-man game with Seth. They're giving the rock to Seth and saying, score the basketball in a lot of different ways. And he's creating separation. He's coming around the screen, knocking out shots, putting the ball on the floor, and scoring off those possessions as well. I didn't think he had that much in his bag. And if I did see some things in his bag, I didn't anticipate seeing it as effective and as efficient as it has been. It's been damn solid. It really has been. When you see Seth and Joel, there's an energy that rolls to everybody else. I saw a two-man game. I had a huge smile on my face. Sad that this is what makes me so damn happy. But here's uh, Joel Embiid setting a screen. And Shake Milton comes around the screen and then takes a mid-range jumper just a couple feet inside the three-point line and drained it. How's that? How's that for a concept in the NBA, huh? How's that? How's that for X and O, Strategy 101, Basketball 101 in 2021? Set a screen and have a primary ball handler be a threat enough where, hey, you can do a lot of different things. You can take it hard to the rim. You have a jumper that teams have to actually worry about. Nothing but net. And I even thought, in that first quarter, it could have been a bigger lead than it actually was. After the first quarter, they held the 
Chicago Bulls to, what, 19 points? Yeah, it was 29-19. to 19. And I honestly felt that some of the Sixer shots, it was just bad luck. Unfortunate bounces. Maybe it could have been 36-19. I was impressed with their defense throughout, and I was impressed with their jerseys. I never thought about the entire city just being fully behind the concept in my entire life. Even when they dropped the City Edition jerseys last year with the Boathouse Row, I loved those black jerseys, and I thought that they were phenomenal. But there was some backlash in the city. There was a group of people, and there was a, a decent amount, that did not feel it connected as much as maybe it could have. And Boathouse Row, does that re- I mean, yes, it's a cool spot in Philadelphia, but does it define Philadelphia? Uh, one, the spectrum is something that, uh, uh, obviously, there's people that are too young to truly remember it, but it defines the city. And I have not heard one individual mention one bad thing about what they saw tonight when the uniforms were released earlier, and I can't remember the same time a big portion of the society has been on the same exact page. Seriously, let me know. Let me know. Am I missing a time? Fantastic. I got to get myself some gear. I really do feel that way. Whether it's a workout, warm-up shirt, long sleeve. I don't even know what they have. I'm just spewing out my mouth right now. This could be complete trash and not even a thing. But whether it's a nice dry fit long sleeve or if it's a nice hoodie or something, I got to dive deep and see what they're working on there because, yeah, I'm all in. Sick. Very sick. Even the court, the logo, beautiful. You know what else is beautiful? DraftKings. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets when a team scores, you score. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code BROADS. Bet just $1 on any NFL team to score and win. $100 $100 in free bets. Let me re-say that sentence. Sport, uh, let me start at the right time of this sentence. If you bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. That's amazing. If they score, you score. With promo code BRODES this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only, new customers only, restrictions apply, in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. DeRozan had a nice day at the office, 37 points. Levine had 27, but he didn't shoot great from deep. He was 2 of 7 or so. Ball, Vucevic. I'd say they've had better days when clocking in. I like this Bulls team. They're fun. They're new. They're fresh. They have a lot to learn about one another. It takes time to adapt as a unit. I don't think they're as good as first seed in the Eastern Conference. I don't see them being 6-1 and one good and keeping up that level of success throughout an 82-game season. There's a lot of learning to do. Right, I mean, while they, they have like a good mix of veterans and, and Lonzo Ball's been around the block for a while now. It's not as if he's not a veteran. And Levine, he's on the younger side of things, but he has experience in this league at the same time. They they have a unique mix. Solid, fun, fresh team. Don't know how insanely legitimate they are, and I can't wait to honestly find out. There's a lot of these teams where I don't know if they're 
as bad as what their record is to start? Is Boston as bad? Are they at the bottom of the bottom of the Eastern Conference? And there's turmoil in there. Marcus Smart's calling out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown for not passing, passing the basketball late. And there's turnovers being created. And they're forcing up shots and all. And I'm not telling you that they're a great basketball team. There seems to be a locker room culture problem just throughout the Boston Celtics in general. Hence why they made some of their offseason moves the way that they did. Are they 2-5 bad, though? Can their skill level level ultimately turn them around just because they have that much natural talent, which will beat teams that are lesser? And some of these teams that started out hotter aren't as good as what they actually are, which then opens up the door and gives them opportunities to secure more wins? I don't know. I don't know. I'm honestly just asking the questions. I'm not saying the answer is yes or no. Maybe the Bulls are this good. Maybe the Celtics are this bad. Maybe the Sixers are this good. There's always teams, and we can even relate this to last year. Last year, when they made their moves and Daryl Morey brought in Danny Green, traded Al Horford, Josh Richardson, Seth Curry, I didn't see them as a first overall seed style team, but they proved me wrong. Is this team going to prove us wrong? And it wasn't ridiculous ridiculous for us to have that thought and ridiculous to feel the way that we did it made sense but they proved us wrong because they played better they added Seth Curry going to his tool bag here grabbing anything out of it more confident in it crazy because if he was playing this well in Dallas and balling to this level in Dallas there's no way that Josh Richardson trade ever happens to begin with So kudos to him. My point was, though, they added a lot to themselves. And they showed a lot last year in terms of chemistry, which made them jump where you initially thought they were going to land. Can that be the same thing here? Because while, yeah, you're playing different spots, Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton, the role's a little bit different this year based off of Ben Simmons. There's still a lot of the same core, a lot of the same players who've been playing together. There's difference between tweaks and then creating a brand new identity. Maybe the Sixers fall more in that tweaks department, and we'll see. It's a lot of fun. All right, let's go to the Anytime Hotline and hear from you after the game. Your thoughts, big win, Sixers 6-2 and two on the season. Remember, there was a group of this fan base after that Brooklyn Nets loss that wanted to blow this thing up, trade anybody, get rid of Doc Rivers, Daryl Morey's a moron for not trading Ben Simmons and holding on this long, asking for way too damn much. Relax, cool down, cool down, cool down. Remember that message. All right, here we go. Anytime hotline. Another W by the Sixers, but God, was that fourth quarter a roller coaster ride. I think we definitely highlight where we all fear what could probably happen in the playoffs where we get that huge low of just Dead offense. Oh, it was so painful to watch. And thank God for Seth Curry to bail us out. I am so happy that he's playing like this right now. I did not like Embiid's game at the end. He looked sluggish today. He looked out of it. I thought he should get on the block more. Um, I don't know what play calls Doc was saying at the end, but that last stretch was just like, oh, you know, this is kind of what we're going to look for in the playoffs. Are they going to be able to fix this? I don't know, but we'll see. But still... Another victory, so I'll take it. Yeah, no doubt about it. I got a big smile on my face after this one. And yeah, I mean, maybe to this point I haven't stressed how ugly it was late. I just think that that's part of growing and that's part of learning. That's part of having young ball handlers trying to run an offense. Tyrese Maxey, 
37 minutes, zero turnovers. Think about being thrown into this spot. Think about being thrown. You got a handful of NBA games this season knowing that you're going to get the nod, right? It's a different mentality and a different shift in your head when you're where you are last season behind Ben Simmons and actively, actively learning and then being here where it's, you're actively, actively learning, but you're the guy. You're the number one guy. You're this young in the league. He goes for 14 and 6. As I alluded to earlier, made some special takes to the basket. 37 minutes, zero turnovers. That is really hard to do. Crazy. I bring that up to you, though, because that's what you're working with here. You're working with Tyrese Maxey, Shake Milton's, younger players running your offense. It's probably going to look ugly at times. You're going to go through minutes without field goals. You don't have a pure separator. A pure separator. Let me create my own separation and knock down shots like the closers closers have to do. You just don't. Seth can do it. Joel can do it. They don't have a legitimate hand the ball off. Let's go. Go win us this damn basketball game as a legitimate star. So, knowing that, this is inevitable based off of roster construction. And I think that's why I'm limited to the type of reaction to it. I'm not as outraged. I'm not as pitchforked. Joel Embiid has to establish himself better on the block. I believe that's where all of this begins for sure. That's something that I would emphasize if I'm the coaching staff to get him. Hey, Joel, let's get settled in here. Let's establish the block better. Let's go through my progressions better when I'm in that scenario, whether I'm going to face up or I keep my back to the basket and I'll utilize a little Hakeem shimmy or something along those lines. You see the double team sneak up when that happens, though. And you go, oh, don't shoot it over top. Sometimes it's like, hey, we'll take it. Other times it's, ooh, that was close, but probably not the best look in the world. So anyway, getting back to what was mentioned there in the call, I think that's exactly why I'm more in that mellow mode about it because I'm not running away from what's causing that, and that's realizing this team isn't fully there yet while they're entertaining and they're playing a super fun brand of basketball that we're getting behind, and they move the needle right now. Where the Sixers are playing, it's, yeah, we're putting the TV on at 6.55. We do that anyway, right, because we're diehard sports fans, but... There's something to be said when a team is on a run and when a team is on a ride and there's excitement, just like the Flyers right now. When you wake up in the morning, you're making your coffee. It's 9 a.m. You're getting ready for coffee with Broads, which airs, of course, on YouTube here. 9 a.m. Monday through Friday. We kick it. We have coffee. If you do not join, you should. It's a lot of fun. We chat together in the chat room while I'm, while I'm having my cup of joe. When it's that time of the morning, you're looking at the schedule. Ah, oh, that's right. Let's go. Sixers tonight. Yes. Let's go. Claude Giroux and Carter Hart tonight, baby. Let's go. You have that. Yeah. Yeah. That's important to have right now. Because we're coming out of this weird doom and gloom of Eagles and Sixers early fall. Late summer. We need this right now. All right. What's next? Bros, what up? Bros Nation, what up? Man, that was a good win. Um, uh, scary ending, but, you know, we just got to work on our closing and uh, not only just the team, but I think Doc Rivers needs to have better schemes <laughs> towards the closing of the game. But 
I'm actually enjoying the spacing on the floor. And, you know, we could use, I ain't going to say we could use Ben for his defense or whatever, but the liab- I feel like the liability is gone. Like, we don't have to worry about the five-on-four ball. Every Everybody has to get guarded now. So so I think the spacing is better, and everybody on the floor is willing to shoot. No doubt about it. You're absolutely right when you say that, where not everybody, Matisse Thibault's one that's hesitant. He will take it. If we're talking Ben Simmons level, which is such a low bar and very rare, then yes, everyone is technically willing to let it fly off of their fingertips. Doc Rivers is having some issues later. I also feel that the roster is limiting them where, all right, they're not playing five on four anymore. They're playing five on five, which is a step in the right direction. Now, how do you adapt in the league after getting this? Now it's okay. Now you're starting and getting a five on five. Now it's about executing, which is a different level. It's step two in a multiple step process. I'll be honest, I I figured they'd win a lot of regular season games. I don't know if they're going to hold the pace of 6-2 and two forever. That's a very strong regular season team. I think you'll see their peaks and their valleys, and they'll be as great as this little run is. Maybe they hit the road and they go to the West Coast swing and they fall when they're not playing comfortable. We have to realize that this team has always been good in this era at the Wells Fargo Center. When Brett Brown was here, they had that epic season where before, I think that was the season with COVID, there was something along the lines of 29-2, and 29-3, something mind-blowing at home. So they're naturally always playing their best basketball with the best fans supporting them and going crazy. And it's difficult for an opposing team. It's funny. Zach Levine did not get the same opening treatment that Damian Lillard got when they went through the announcements and they went through the opening starting lineup, I should say, before the opening tip-off. That's a massive part of this too. Playing home games on your home floor. Bench players don't typically play as well on the road as they do at home because there's a different type of surge you get when your fan base is standing and giving you an ovation and the rise is loud and you're coming in for a landing, if you will. Had to throw that in there. Shout out Mark Zumoff. Right now, I hate to harp on it because I'm happy with the way that they're playing and I know it's not their fault. So at the end of those games... It's just progress, progress, progress. The alternative right now is they're losing. I know this isn't a recipe for success forever, and that's why I mentioned Joel offensively has to establish himself more because it starts with him. But right now, while they're going through those learning curves and moments, they're winning. Now, they didn't against Brooklyn, and that's going to happen. But so far, when there's been some ugly stretches, they've won. They've won. So let's see if they can grab these wins while still going through those learning curves, because that's important. Sometimes the loss adds a secondary layer to the learning process, and that's why everyone claims that you learn more from the losses than the wins, because there's a soft spot in the, hey, at least we won mentality. But there's also an even way to distribute that in your brain as well mentally when dissecting all of the context in general. All right, what's last here? What can I say? Anyone better be does not work, I don't think. You've got guys like Niang. Niang just on fire. Anyone better than B doesn't work. Just pass it out to Niang, Curry. When Danny Green gets healthy, he'll be back. Toby. Anyone but him B doesn't work. We don't need Ben Simmons. Great win by the Sixers. I was really impressed that they were able to beat the Bulls with their injured starting five. 
Go Sixers. Great win. It was a great win. Now, I don't know if I'm hearing that the wrong way. Anyone but Embiid. Is there sarcasm there that I'm not landing right now? And if that's the case, I apologize. Sarcasm is normally exactly where I am. That's the lifestyle that I live. I guess I'm just missing that. It's going over my head. I apologize. It's been a long day. Regardless, though, this is a team effort. This is a team game. It starts on the defensive side, and they are 1,000% all bought in. On top of that, you can point out each of these players that had a specific spot in this game. Joel Embiid, Seth Curry, 22 points, 9 of 14. Niang, 4 of 8 from 3, had 18 points. Maxi getting to the rim and making some tough buckets at the glass. 14 and 6, 37 minutes of action, zero turnovers. Matisse Thibel, three steals and two blocks. Furkan Korkmaz stepping in. He had the reverse dunk, which I thought was hysterical because it was totally not needed. And he made the first three of the game there for the Sixers. He got on the board for the Sixers. He had a nice spurt early, I'd say. Had a couple nice possessions there defensively, I'd say. So he had a couple moments where you could give him the golf claps. When you can point through your roster and consistently do this like we have done the last two nights, you're going to be talking about the team positively more times than negatively. So let's continue to watch them. Their next opponent is the Detroit Pistons on Thursday night, which is tomorrow with a back-to-back. And then they play Saturday against the Bulls in Chicago at 8 p.m. So let's see if they can build off of this. So an emotional game because you're playing a good team. You played the Atlanta Hawks, a good team, a couple games ago. Now you're going on the road and playing a blah squad, a team that doesn't really bring as much emotion as others. Handle business. That's a test. Handle business. That's not easy to fully be engaged that way. It's your job. It's not easy, though. Do it. Do it convincingly. So that's what I'm going to be studying. Before we head out of here, let me tell you about BetQL. Do you want to get an advantage over your sports book? Download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets. Their model covers everything from spreads, over-unders, and player props. They have a best bet computer model, which scans over 350,000 unique bets per year to give you the best bet recommendation for every game across all major sports and even gives you the reasoning behind why you should place that bet. They are sharp data, so you can see who the pros are backing, line movements so you can jump on betting opportunities. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store now. Download BetQL. Enter the discount code BRODES at payment checkout for 25% off any of their subscription offerings. You can check out their, their information down below. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.